Okay, everybody, welcome back to Uncalled For. After six months of being fucking gone again, we are making a return. Um, sorry, everybody, for the broken promises again. I don't know how many fucking times we're going to have to do this. But hopefully this time will be better. Um, so today, it's just Trey and I. Um, so we're just going to ease back into this. Uh since you know we've been gone for so long but anyway uh how are you feeling trey i know uh arsenal and palace played today uh, a lot of pressure on our uh coaches getting old same old thing really um nothing's changed since the last time we spoke about this shit so <laughs> yeah we didn't even I don't even know. Did we even make a video about at the beginning of the season? Well, I don't know. We even made know. a video since uh, fucking Ronaldo came back. I, I, I mean, how the came. fuck did we miss that goddamn gold mine? We were supposed to do one when Messi was going to uh, PSG. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, we had made we had made an episode like something similar uh, when like um, God, who was it? That was was it the, when news broke out that Messi was going to leave first. You know, and we were just talking. I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's been so long. Uh, yeah. Um, it's been it's been a while, but you're right. I mean, nothing's changed. Um, shit, the last one we did, the, our, the last episode we did was when Logan Paul fought uh, Mayweather. Oh, that was so long ago. That was bro. in June. God well, damn, bro. Four months has almost gone by. But it doesn't yeah. matter. We're back and we're we're about it now. And, uh, you know, have daily podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> um, Hopefully. Not daily, but we'll try to get one out a week. I tell you what. I want to shoot for one a week. Everything... Anything more than that is a bonus, but at least a minimum of one where we have to do it. Now, I guess I should just explain. Usually the way this shit happens, guys, is that we talk about we're going to do it. We talk in our group chats, hey, let's do one tonight, let's do one tonight. And that's usually in the afternoon. Then when the evening comes around, we're all doing something else and completely forget about it. Yeah, things things Which, come up spontaneously. Yeah. And don't think it means that we've forgotten about you guys because we still, you know, love you and all that kind of stuff. We'll and, check up and see how the numbers are doing, which is kind of funny. And then get surprised that people actually still. Yeah, I mean, we still get some we still get downloads and things like that, you know, like um, not to say like we don't deserve it, but sometimes I feel like we're um you know definitely lucky to have you guys sticking around and still trying to reach out and it is frustrating because sometimes we'll get like a random influx of like you know downloads and then we have no new content to provide anybody with and it's, yeah it, it is kind of a shitty a shitty feeling like um you know i don't know but like i said i mean we're just gonna have to just try and be better and um I, t I tell you what though we did miss a 
a golden time of content that we could add with Ronaldo and Messi and all these, the whole transfer market just being shaken up. Yeah. No, exactly. Like we, we, um, definitely definitely have have uh, missed some opportunities but it's but it's all good the world goes on new shit new exciting shit will go on all the time you know the probably the next video we'll do is on on the weekend after um after united lose to atalanta on wednesday and then after liverpool um get charged with fucking sexual assault about what what they're gonna do against united on sunday like and then Ole gets fired. I mean, once he's gone, then then that's news. And I mean, let me just jump into this right now. I mean, as a United fan, like, I, let's let's take this back to the Europa League final just for a second last year, right? Um, we lo- we lost in the final, shitty performance in another big game by Ole. And and, and and here's the thing, I and, and I've thought about this a lot lately. I when he first took over, we did well against the Liverpools, under him and, and City and things like that in the league. But when I've thought about it again lately, none of that matters because we didn't win the league. You know, if you beat Liverpool twice or you beat City twice and you win the league, that's like, hey, that's yeah, fucking that's awesome. But when you beat them twice and they still go and win the league, what the fuck does it matter? It literally means nothing. Every time we play City in um, a cup game, we lose. Liverpool, when it matters, it doesn't even have to be them, even the the big super teams. You know, we lose every time a trophy's on the line or we get close. And um, this is his third season, three and a half years. And people used to bring up the excuse, it's not his team, he inherited this team, blah, blah, blah. And um, the truth of the matter is, no United manager has been back like Ollie has. This, I hate Harry Maguire. I think he's the most overrated player probably in the world, like in all honesty. And I'm not saying that, like, it makes me sick to my stomach that he's the captain, number one. But besides that, besides that point, he is overrated. He might be decent for a team like when Leicester weren't as good as they are right now under Brendan Rodgers, but like when they are mainly counterattacking because he gets to stay deep so he's, he's, so he can kind of hide and just defend crosses and things like that. Now when United have a better team and we're expected to have possession and have our, our uh, back line further up the field, now he gets exposed. He gets exposed in, in a few areas, in my opinion. Obviously, his pace. He might be the slowest player in the entire league. Might be the slowest player I've ever seen as a professional athlete. Um, he doesn't read the game very well. I think his passing is very overrated. And bringing the ball out of the back what people used to, from the back is what people used to always say he's good at. All I've seen is he actually hurts Manchester United and more like... With that, with his bringing the ball out of the back for him, he moves in slow motion, like actual slow motion. He walks up with the ball and he basically comes to a complete stop. And what happens when that is, the rest of the team stops. You can only make runs so long, and then when he makes a stop, he stops with the ball, and everybody else stops, it's easy to defend. It's easy to mark. 
mm-hmm. so there is no more openings. So it's like, what? What? He he's hurting the team, and, and just because he's fucking English and cost eighty million, and they slapped the captain's armband armband on him the first chance they got. They're not gonna like that one. It, it's it's politics. Like it's just straight up politics of why he plays. Because the truth of the matter is, when Varon comes back in a few weeks, Maguire should be dropped and Lindelof should play with with Varon. Because in my opinion, opinion Lindelof has played good the whole season, every chance he got. There's well, I no, thought Lindelof has always been good since I watched him play. I mean, I he had he struggled big time on when he first came, like with the physicality. Look at the Euros. He's played great under for Sweden, and he's been man of the match for them, I think, a few games in the Euros. Like, he's a good player. And the assist he had against Leicester with his, on, on his weak foot was great. Maguire can't do that. And Lindelof isn't the fastest, but he's faster than Maguire. And one thing he does, too, he reads the game better. He pl- when, when the ball gets played into the channel... And one-on-one defending, he's better than Maguire is, 100%. Um, and against Leicester, I mean, Jesus Christ, you could blame, you can say Maguire was at fault for like almost every this, single one of the goals. I was gonna say the second, I didn't watch the whole game, but that second goal, he he was marking him at first, but it's almost just like he got like frozen up yeah. once the ball was in there. And with and then the one too with the um. The last goal, you know, he was frozen, and and then the one when uh, Tillemans, I mean, like Jesus would have finished though, but still, like De Gea passed him that ball, and he just stood there and waited for it. He just stood there and wait. You have to come to the ball. You can't be static and just standing in one place like that, and then try to like. It looked like he tried to nutmeg the guy as he ran as he got close to him. Like, what? The, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> And um, and I've already seen on Twitter, dude, people trying to give Ronaldo shit, saying we need to drop him. Like, no, nah, you you guys are fucking so insane. If you're going to go to that length to defend Ollie by saying Ronaldo needs to be dropped, how about a change in style? Stop playing like you're a fucking mid-table team with counterattacking. If you look, every team in almost every single league that wins their league is a possession-based team. The one exception was last year with Inter. And they probably had more possession than most of the games they played, but in the big games, they give up the ball. But Conte works a team like a well-oiled machine. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm done with Ollie, if you can tell by my rant, and I'm done with Maguire. Hope when Ollie goes, I hope fucking Maguire gets his contract fucking ripped up right in front of him. But that won't happen, clearly. And... Um, you know, I sent Trey a tweet today, like it was like a picture of uh, Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger, and then uh, and then a picture of like current times. It's Arteta and Ollie, and I was like, we literally have the worst coaches in the whole league. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like, like I didn't think Arsenal were gonna. I know Palace can be tough, but I thought Arsenal were gonna win. They came out pull that out of the bag late with the equalizer though but I feel- uh it was it was very fortunate that that's just how the ball but here's the thing it's just like with Arteta's he's got what he's wanted well I don't know 
if you want to consider this team like a finished project. I mean, I've been hearing trust the process for, I guess he's been in charge for 22 months now. It's been almost two years and literally nothing has changed. I feel the um, same fucking way. You still, you, you still see the struggles against, you still see the struggles against those mid table teams. I'm going to, I'm going to say mid table. I'm not going to go any further to say the top four. Cause every single time we play any team that's above seven, the place we always all, somehow lose. Although, although Ollie don't has say, never beaten. Don't, Arteta. don't, okay. See, that's what we're not going to do. <laughs> Actually, Arteta, Arteta has never beaten. I don't think, well, He's never beaten Crystal Palace, and he's been in charge for almost two years. And we haven't beaten Palace in four years. So, but I mean, you can say, I mean, he did beat Chelsea twice last year. He has beaten Liverpool and City. Yeah. But it's just like, when it comes to these mid-table, if you want to be a big club, right? If you want to if you want to say, like, you're a big club, you have to beat the teams like Crystal Palace. You have to beat the teams. For sure like Brentford and shit like that. We got smashed by Brentford. We should have lost today against Crystal Palace. And like I said, there's no there's no growth. It's the same stagnant team. We can't score. We're pretty much made to defend. And that's the one thing that I, I don't like about Arteta as well. We set up and defend against mid-table teams. We will, well, I think we let Crystal Palace have majority of the possession in the first half. So it's just yeah. like... No, Why are we doing this? I Especially when we're at home as well. Like we're home, we should be, you know, what they have no Wilfred Zaha. You know, we should be going right at them. Oh, like man. we should, like be pressing them. We should keep the ball and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, a lot of the games we play against these mid-table teams, we have the bulk of the possession, but we're not doing anything with it. When you look at teams like City, right, who keep possession for a majority of the game. Oh yeah. They're passing the ball around forward. They're making the the passes on the wing. They're they're you know they're breaking down the back line. Mm-hmm. With us, we keep the possession and we pass sideways. We pass backwards. We pass back to the goalie and we reset the play from you, you know, know what it's funny from our side of the field. It's like you know Arteta was like his assistant for a while, but you know it's funny. It's like he tried to implement City. It's like it would be like going to going to college and enlist in like taking a class like guardiola 101 and arteta went for half the year and dropped out (laughs) it's like he he feels like he thinks like he tries to play a certain way and then he's like uh i didn't finish the course so i don't know what to do beyond this point exactly but but i mean i'll be honest you know i do the same thing like teams come to old Trafford right now i have watched everton play us off the park i watched um aston villa like, dude, come on. And it's like, man, I am watching a team with Varon, Ronaldo. De Gea has played awesome this year. I'll tell you this right now. It's, it's crazy. If De Gea wasn't playing like – like he's like damn near close to like almost as good as he's ever been right now. If De Gea wasn't playing this fucking good, we might be like out of the top half of the table. He's kept us in games we don't deserve to be in. The Villarreal game, too, in the Europa League, we would have lost that game if he wouldn't have been so good. And people don't realize that. And, um, but yeah, man, it's like people come, player teams come to Old Trafford, and they, like, no, it's like, we're going to go for it. And um, here's my thing. There's a lot of pressure on Ollie this year because it was his, you know, his third full season. He got money, blah, blah, blah. But when you bring Ronaldo back, 
when you bring him back, Mr. Champions League, five times, five-time Champions League winner, the leading goal scorer in the Serie A last year, leading goal scorer at, at the Euros. People forget Lukaku was ninety-something million, right? Ronaldo beat him for the Golden Boot in Italy last year. People forget about that. He also won the Golden Boot in the Euros. He goes to plays for Portugal and scores goals for fun. And it's like people want to say he's finished playing for United when it's like, Jesus Christ. You know what's funny? You notice how every player for United goes to play for their international team and fucking balls out? Ronaldo, Pogba, Sancho played good, plays good for England. Like, everybody just like is fucking world class when they play for their international team when they come back here they're it's like nobody has a clue anyone know something i can almost say the same for arsenal because i mean i'm not gonna sit here i mean he's a good on his day on his day i will say this but i guess you can make the case for like any you know any good player nicholas pepe is like on his day he's one of the like he's a really good player but for some reason when he goes to play for ivory coast it's i think the other day he came off the bench for Ivory Coast for the international break and score two free kicks. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, he had a good like goal, uh, good goal contribution today, setting up a bombing. But I mean, it's just like I see him play for Arsenal. It's just like, dude, I, I don't even. I don't want to see him play. Like that's how that's how bad it is. So at the same time, it's just like a good coach would set a player up to his strengths to where he doesn't fail. You know. Yeah. And Arteta doesn't do that. And that's one of the, yeah. that's one of the things that I I, I think that he struggles at because with party, I say I you remember I texted you today this this guy party is like he, he's he's trying to bang in like long shots like it's FIFA, yeah and and then when he goes to Ghana and all you see all you see is he's on the score sheet for scoring goals so I don't know if like I don't watch his games but I'm gonna assume that he's closer to the net and you know he's gonna clear shots and stuff like that. I don't know what it is. It's just for yeah. almost two years, Arteta has been setting the team up, yeah, like for to fail. Aubameyang goes to uh, his international team, scores goals. With us, it, he can't. He he barely touches the ball on a lot of games. Yeah. So and what's scary, like what sucks for Arsenal, in all honesty, is that Emery suffered the consequences that. Uh, Louis Van Hall and somewhat Jose Mourinho experience for us. When you're like a recent successor for like, you know, Arsene Wenger, like you're you're all time great type of deal, right? He was the first coach after Arsene Wenger, right? No, who Emery? Yeah. Yeah, it was Emery. Cuz I think yeah, so it was Emery. When, when you when you Lundberg. come right after that the expectations are still are high because like david we won the league in 2013 when ferguson retired and then moyes came in the next year and the expectation is uh you we won the league last year you got to win the league again and then when louis van hall came in after moyes got fired van hall came in with you know he just coached the netherlands to third place in the world cup he won a champions league with Bayern munich he's notorious for practically building the gener the the generation that Barcelona had. You know, he brought Xavi and Iniesta through the Academy, you know, and coached Guardiola and all these people. Like Guard you know, Guardiola's a lot of his philosophy is directly 
derived from Louis Van Hall. It's like an mm-hmm. evolution of his style. Um, and the pressure was, okay, we need to get back to winning the league. So the, the, the expectations were sky high. And the same for Mourinho, because Mourinho was, even though it went bad at Chelsea, it's like, okay, you've won two Champions Leagues with two teams that have no business winning it. You overachieve everywhere you've ever been. And the expectations were so high that they suffered and got fired very quickly because the fans and everybody thought it was just unacceptable. Unai Emery suffered that same thing coming uh, to Arsenal that it was expected Champions League, Champions League, Champions League. Every single year, we need fourth place at least. And, bro, you know, I mean, you're an Arsenal fan. Arsenal fans would fucking kill to just be like... Wouldn't you kill to just be made fun of for making fourth place every year right now? Well, well <laughs> I, I mean, that's how it used to be. But but here's the thing, though. A lot of people don't give... Like, yeah, people got tired. Uh, fans got tired of finishing fourth place, but they. I, I guess you can say we were spoiled because of it. Yeah. You know, fourth place... I mean, uh, granted, the league is... You know, there's a lot more better teams now. The league's way... It's, you know, it's as competitive as it ever been. But... Look at the teams that he was getting fourth place with, you know. Yeah. He was getting yeah. fourth place with Giroud as his striker. Yep. Uh, I mean, he had Ozil, yeah, but you know, we were playing fucking Theo Walcott. Well, I would say with Oxley Chamberlain, like with, because it sucks. Because you guys had Ozil and you had Alexis Sanchez when Alexis Sanchez was like arguably the best player in the league besides like hazard at the time mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um just but if you look at the rest of the team besides them it's like uh, oh yeah of you course know, like you'd aaron ramsey but defenders goalie you know striker drew very limited um the team wasn't built it was like okay here's your two players that here's the two players ozil and sanchez that like make you like maybe a sixth seventh place team that make you like a top four team you know and then when things went bad with ozil and then you know united bought sanchez i was over the moon and then that just went fucking terribly wrong but you know it's uh emery suffered that from the extra high expectations that arteta does not if the expectation was the same if arteta had the same expectations that emery had uh, or Arsene Wenger had Arteta would have been fired last year, and that's the truth. Well, it, the thing with Emery, it, I'll tell you this: the thing with Emery was he had uh, obviously top four expectations the first season, but he went. I, I can't remember. I think it was like it was like a 26 27 around like the mid 20s we had an unbeaten we had an unbeaten run yeah and um for the most part it was a good season up until the end and then i guess around the end of the season was when uh you know he really started well not he started but i guess the team had kind of crumbled i remember it um we had to beat brighton for top four i think it was like the second to last game of the season or some shit like that it was like it was like one of the last few games of the season mm-hmm. and we had to beat brighton 
and if we beat Brighton, oh yeah, Dude, we would have we would have went against we would went up we would went up. I can't remember the team. I want to say it was Spurs. We would have yeah. went over. We would leapfrog <laughs> Spurs and gotten top four. Yeah, that was the and, year. Wasn't that the year when like United, Arsenal, and like Spurs and somebody else just kept losing like every game at the end of the year? Yep, yep. It was like a comp- <laughs> it was like nobody wanted, and people were. That's what people were saying. Like you know, bro. Like people are losing. Like you know, and we. Like this is our opportunity. Yeah, and I think we had the easiest yes. schedule. We had the easiest final games out of anybody that was ever. Everybody that was losing. Spurs had like tough teams. You guys had tough teams. And I remember this. I was in the car, and I can't remember who scored. I want to say it was Mapai, but um, Brighton scored, and then yeah. we dropped points. And I remember I went on Twitter, and there was just like a big outrage, and like. People were like, "That's." What, I think that was like the the turning point of when people like started to turn on Emery. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we still had a European final. Um, we went got shit on by Chelsea, but that's neither here nor there. Well, how did it and feel? It, Let me ask you this though. Let's. Uh, how did it feel last year watching Emery win the Europa League? Um, it hurt a little bit. It didn't really. I mean, yeah, it kind of hurt, but at the same time, it didn't surprise me because, uh, not speaking on Arsenal, but that's just how my life. That's just how my luck is. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I mean, it was it was good to see him bounce back. But a lot of people said the reason why he didn't really um, have that much success was because there was a language barrier. So a lot of the players didn't really understand what the hell he was trying to like, you know, put on them. Mm-hmm. So. That I mean, that's just that was one of the reasons what I saw, but I do remember that. And then the the season after that, it was just like, you know, he kept changing the lineups every week. We lost a lot of players. We didn't sign anybody. Um, I remember like, one. I think a lot of people like after the Liverpool game, the first time we played Liverpool was earlier on in the season. Uh, we played a we played a true striker formation with Pepe and Aubameyang, and then everybody else sat back. So it was almost like a, like a like an eight two formation. That's almost what it was like, where we just had eight people defending, and then we would bomb the ball upfield to either a bombing or Pepe. Mm-hmm. And then I think after that was when it all just you know went downhill for him. Yeah, I mean it's it's rough times for our teams. You know, it's like I know, like on paper, you know, it would seem like if you look at the table, right? It's like oh better be united but the problem with it is we legitimately have like like almost a super team like a team on like fucking if you had on ultimate team on fifa you'd be like yeah if you got yeah exactly you know that team with sancho and dude it's like the team that we have right now is like almost players that like i buy at the start of career mode every year and like so at least this year, when I, I'll be honest, when I started my career mode, you know, the first thing I did was I uh, released Harry Maguire Sold from his contract. Maguire, no, I didn't yeah. even sell him. I released him from his contract. I didn't even want money for him. I released him. So uh, that's maybe a little bit much, but that's just how I feel about the guy. But, um, uh, you know, it's it's rough. You know, I, I don't know what will happen. i tell you what, this weekend – because the Liverpool game was what ended J- Mourinho's Mourinho's uh, time at United. And also, I think it was the same for... I think it might have been the same for David Moyes. Or it was around that. 
the string of defeats and then but that Liverpool that one stings a little different if Liverpool come to old here's the thing if Aston Villa can come to Old Trafford and get a win and everything come to Old Trafford get a ton of chances and should have won why in the world would Liverpool who are fucking flying right now Salah is playing out of his skin. It's happened before, though. I know. It I mean, well, that's a lot. People that's, are saying Salah is the best player in the th- world right that's, now. That's that's the problem with. I mean, it's not a problem. Like, here's the thing: I don't ever root for United to lose. I don't ever root for them to lose. The problem is, is that it's like I I know Ollie isn't gonna take us to the promised land. So the 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 thing is, is like it just delays the inevitable. The most Ollie Gunner Solskjaer thing that will ha- that could happen is you guys are gonna beat Liverpool. We beat fucking Liverpool, and everybody will fuck me. Oh, just trust the process, process, <laughs> progress, FC, blah blah blah, and then we'll go and play fucking like Norwich and lose or some shit, and like that's the kind of shit he does. Now that was why I thought originally we would beat Leicester going into the weekend. Bad results. He always went under pressure. It's like something we pull some shit out of the bag. I thought we were going to do it. Maybe when we were going to do it when Rashford scored. But they came down and scored 15 seconds later. And that was just a nail in the coffin. And then the fourth one to pile it on. And, um, yeah, I mean, the stage is set for a spicy weekend and another podcast. So, um, oh, yeah, especially, <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll know my. You know, I'll know, I'll know what I'm gonna have to say on Friday when we get shit on by Aston Villa again. You know, not I wouldn't really consider Aston Villa a mid-table team anymore. I mean, they're better than us, really. And it's just, it's just crazy to see. It's just crazy to see how times have changed. You know, if if we were if we were talking about this back in, let's see, shit, I don't know, like let's say 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. Aston Villa would have been a walk in the park for teams like United and Arsenal. Well, at least should have been a walk in the park. Uh, you know, we would have had no problem. I would have never been worried about playing Crystal Palace. I would have never been worried about playing Aston Villa or uh, or an Everton, you know what I mean? Well, maybe not Everton, but um, it's just crazy to see how times have changed, you know? Yeah. I, I, I like to think Aston Villa, you know, Newcastle's getting ready to fucking buy up the whole transfer market within the next couple years. Mm-hmm. So it's just like where does teams like Arsenal and United sit? We're so we're so stuck in our our club legend, you know, giving yeah. them chance after chance after chance, and then we make the excuse saying, "Oh, it'll be cheaper to just keep them." Well, the results aren't there, so why are you keeping them? We've been the same team for the past almost two years now. You know, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of players haven't really been performing. Aubameyang hasn't been scoring goals for us and like like we said earlier they go to their international teams and just fucking ball out yeah so it's just like yeah like where like you know there's a there's a there's a trend to it for sure for sure um yeah i mean do you have anything else to add for this because i think we can just pretty much wrap it up i just wanted to kind of if arteta doesn't qualify for a league spot by the end of the season Mm-hmm. He needs to go. If he's not top, I'm gonna give him the benefit of that. If he's not top eight by Christmas, I agree with he you needs there. To go, and I think Solskjaer needs to get fired if we lose on Sunday, because you know what else? You know what's after fucking Sunday? We play City after that. 
you guys can't afford to drop no, drop points no. two games in a row. I hear all this bullshit. We're in a title challenge. Ollie said it himself at the beginning of the year. There's no more hiding. You bring in Varane, you bring in Ronaldo, there is no more hiding. Tro- the expectation is trophies. We're already out of the League Cup. And, Pogba uh, fresh off of a, you know, man. a great Euro. Yeah. He, De, Gea, De Gea on form. Yep. So there are no more excuses, and but we'll – We'll see how this plays out, but yeah, guys, um, you know, score predictions. What are your score predictions for Liverpool? Be honest. No, don't say it. I mean, like you said, you don't you you don't want to see United lose. Obviously, nobody. I think wants we're gonna to lose three lose. to one at least. I think we're gonna get Liverpool. I think the first ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes of the game from both sides, you're gonna be super high intensity, um, because I think the players will be like this is our like this is all or nothing kind of thing from united uh but you know how liverpool are they're very relentless um with their inhalers that they have and uh so in moments and salah just playing out of his skin right now Mane's on form Firmino just had a hat trick last weekend uh it's really setting up right now for this to uh i think it'll be at least 3-1 i think It'll be three nothing, and then I think we'll get like a late a late goal by uh, Jesse Lingard. Um, also, another prediction that I think will happen: uh, I think he's going to bench Pogba for this game. I think he's going to play Fred and McTominay because he's going to say I want to match their energy, so he's going to play the passion passion merchants. And then uh, I think he's going to bench Ronaldo and play Cavani and Rashford and Greenwood and. Um, that will be the end of his career, his coaching career at United. It'll be the end of his coaching career. In he's not. Premier he's League. not sitting Ronaldo in a Liverpool game. I bet he's going to. He's going to put I, well, up he, a big game. I, I think he's going to do that. I wouldn't surprise. I like. I actually it would not surprise me because I can. He's going to want Cav- in. At least that's the one thing. And I, I like Cavani, great player. And the one thing Cavani gives you that Ronaldo doesn't is like relentless pressing. That's like one of my favorite things about Cavani. That guy runs like nonstop, um, which I think is needed in games like that. But you have the greatest goal scorer that of anybody that's ever kicked the ball professionally, like ever kicked the ball ever um, at club and international level. So um, that guy just cannot be dropped because you get a chance, he'll score it. But wouldn't surprise me. Uh, nothing really surprises me anymore with him. But I definitely think Pog was going to be benched, especially after what he said. Um, I don't know if you, we. Uh, I want to bring this up real quick. So Pogba said in his post-match interview, we need to find the right mentality, the right tactics, and stick with it and figure out these problems because we deserve to lose today, and we've had too many games like this for a long time. That right there, he's gonna get benched for saying that, because that that actually, in a way, like it's a shot at the manager. That is a hundred percent a shot. I don't care any way you cut it. You, he knows what he's doing. He's he knows what he's doing. He's not an idiot. Paul Pog was not an idiot. Uh, he also knows what it takes to be a winner, and um, in in modern times, and uh, and being an important player in that, he. 
People say he can't play in a six, can't play deep. It's funny, watch him do it for France, and he's world-class at it every single time, in every tournament. Um, so, you know, I think that kind of, pre- that puts pressure on Ollie, and he know he knows what he's doing, and uh, he'll, he'll be benched for that on Sunday. And then he's another step closer to uh, leaving us in the summer. I don't want to see him go, but I think he's going to go, unless Ollie gets fired, and we get somebody in. I'll tell you what, we signed Zidane, Zidane Pogba signing up for life, because that's his idol. He ain't going nowhere if we bring in Zidane. Ronaldo will be over the moon for Zidane. Varane will be. All the players will be. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's won three Champions Leagues in a row. Um, he won the league. Uh, I think he won the league twice at Real Madrid. Um, but you're talking about a guy that will command respect from every single person he encounters for what he did as a player and what he's done as a manager. And... Um, but I think I think we're gonna lose 100%. I don't, you know. But it would be the most Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer thing to do. This would be to beat Liverpool, and I'd be happy to do it. And I'm gonna bet a few dollars on United to win. So no pressure, Ollie. Make me some money, please. Um. But yeah, that's it for me. Um. Anyway, guys, you know the drill. Um. Follow us on Twitter at the uncalled for with T H E E uncalled for. Um, share it with your friends, you know, uh, definitely want to make a video this weekend after everything happens. Maybe we'll make it actually, I, I want us to make a video of, we're going to make a podcast. Today is Monday the 18th. I actually want to make a podcast in the next few days. I want us to recap the Wilder and Fury fight. Um, cause that was exciting as hell last weekend. Um, that's another thing we missed as well. Yeah. So we'll 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 do a recap of that um soon maybe we'll do a video podcast for that one uh, i think that'd be kind of cool uh get that all kind of set up but um but yeah guys oh, you know another thing uh i want to i want to start doing this uh just to just put out some extra content but tomorrow's the opening day for uh the nba and i want to start doing some uh nba content bringing in a extra uh extra uh demographic for okay views. yeah i mean yeah so that, that'd be great you know the more content the better so um you know we promise we'll try and be better this time um so you know share it with your friends if you enjoyed it um we have a youtube channel that's uh the uncalled for um so you can follow us on youtube this episode won't be on there on our youtube the next one, if we do the video podcast, will be up on there, and that will still be on YouTube, and it'll have audio only for Spotify um, and Apple Podcasts, whatever way you want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just follow us. You know, if you follow us on Twitter, um, share it with your friends. You know, hopefully you guys enjoyed, and uh, we will see you hopefully soon. See ya.